Tahseen Rana is a results-driven program management professional with over 16 years of experience in pharmaceutical biologics industry. She is passionate about strategic planning, regular tracking till closure, problem solving, conflict resolution by bringing diverse teams together to achieve organizational goals. Successful completion of complex and multiple development projects, the life cycle management projects and supporting COGS improvement exercise for assigned program. And in addition to that, strategic initiative accelerating biologics portfolio. She has demonstrated leadership skills in large matrix organizations with over 20 cross-functional teams and, multi- and multiple global locations. And she facilitates uh, decision-making, influential communication at all levels, both uh, written and verbal, as well as presentation skills up to CEO level. And she possesses excellent uh, storytelling skills. So before we talk to her about the soft skills required for program managers, let us try to tickle her brain. And Tyson, before we get into the episode, I'm going to ask a few random words and probably you may respond to them by sharing what comes to your mind first without thinking much. If you're ready, let's get started. I think yes. Okay. Uh, Accomplishment. Work done and satisfaction. Animal. Cat. Age. Experience. Authentic. Result driven. Aroma. Good smell around. Ambitious. Everybody should be ambitious. Adventure. Trekking. Aura. Some good vibes. Admiration. Shahrukh Khan. Angel. Angel, my daughter. Apex. Not much that comes to my mind. And thank you for being so fast and um, it was great uh, first rapid fire round and folks you have tuned into the Guiding Voice podcast series TGV the Guiding Voice for a Better Future I'm your host Navin Samala a fellow professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live and through the Guiding Voice we drive conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career thank you so much for tuning in and thanks in Hachi, welcome to The Guiding Voice. Thank you so much for being part of this show. And uh, before we... Thank you, David. Yeah, before we get into the conversation, I would also like to take a moment to thank Deepika Trehan once again uh, for the strategic collaboration on the TGV Corporate Diva series. And thank you, Deepika, the founder of uh, Corporate Diva. Uh, Thaisin, maybe we'll get started and uh, probably you can talk about the success mantra as in the top three things that have attributed to your success profile. Top three things, then uh, positive mindset, eagerness to learn, and hard work. Mm, super spot on. And uh, now let's talk about the uh, managing the programs. Like, uh, Can you share your experience in managing programs and how soft skills have played a role in your success? See, um, just to add more talking about soft skills, um, I feel as a person... People have lots of soft skills, but it's habit. If you use those skills on daily basis, that helps you in achieving those, you know, uh, targeted goals in life. So we, everyone has, you know, everyone has those skills, but then it's regularly using or, you know, use uh, making the habit of using those. The first uh, soft skill that is must for uh, any program manager that I feel is a strategic thinking. Right? Anybody saying. Uh, this is what we can do. So 
understanding better ways to reduce the timelines the cost this is one of the basic uh, requirement for any program manager to have a strategic thinking then the next key skill that a person requires is a bringing synergy in cross functional team when you are working in a program team you have uh, like uh, at least 20 people in a team right yeah. and these people have different temperament these people have different background and these mm. people have different designations and uh, when it's a core team it's most of the times they are higher in the designation than yours so keeping everybody at the same level bringing that momentum uh, it's very important and this is this is something that a person cannot do just with the skill uh, they have to do it on a regular basis also what are the key soft skills that you believe are essential for program managers to possess i i would categorize in two buckets one is at a personal level and then it's a interpersonal level at a personal level a person should be committed for any work that if the person is starting a work it should get com- completed if they start working on some activity in a day time by the end of the day it should be completed so because we don't have a daily targets right so by end of the day your to do list gets should be completed at yeah. least i i ensure that at least 90% is you know uh, getting done at the end of the day my checklist is getting done and then the other thing uh, that i feel is open mindedness or the eyes to see the bigger picture because uh, any program is like a puzzle you have to fit everything in a correct slots right yeah. so uh, having that idea of you know bringing all pieces together and creating the bigger picture is something every program manager should have mm. so not just taking you know treating every piece differently bring mm. everything together and create a bigger picture understand that why you are doing it okay, and today, then at in yeah go ahead go ahead no no please go ahead so today i came across one interesting picture uh, which was a painting of an elephant and there were multiple people at various levels okay if you were to uh, divide that uh, elephant uh, portrait into say nine grids so one team is looking at the ears and one team is looking at the trunk and one team was looking at the uh, tail part and one thing was looking at uh, stomach and one thing at legs four legs and ten legs so likewise uh, that post was intriguing because uh, people get a chance to look at the confined perspective of the deliverables that they are working on but they don't look at the big picture so suddenly it stuck my mind when you mentioned about this uh, big picture part and also that's where a program manager comes in picture where the pm communicates to every those nine people that bringing those pieces together and creating a image final image is important mm. and why it is important is because the person pm should know that at the company level there are certain objectives that we need to deliver there are company objectives there are company goals that we need to meet at the end of the day the impact that company wants to create right so mm. those things every company has their own set of goals and definitely every person is creating impact in smaller or bigger way yeah. right how you fit yourself in that uh, particular area is key uh, to understand and communicate it to the person so the first skill in interpersonal uh, uh, level is the communication that's what i wanted to say yeah please go ahead then i'll just uh, continue yeah uh, on the communication part and active listening i think these are the core skills at any level so i'm curious to understand how communication and active listening skills are going to help the program managers 
so communication generally it is patiently listening first uh, you know wh- whenever there is any objective is defined or company decides that we will go ahead and uh, develop this product so bringing people together and understanding their perspective understanding what what do they think in terms of planning in terms of strategy so for me uh, first step comes is the strategy understanding how they are i mean why they are doing it how they are doing it and then comes the planning part communication definitely helps if i am not able to understand my management's uh, communication or the decision what they are saying i won't be able to communicate it to the next level to my cross functional teams generally communication plays important role in two ways and as you said active listening is key for any communication first it starts with active listening so if you are not able to un- and uh, listen to your uh, management what they are saying you will not be able to absorb it and you will not be able to communicate it so it is uh, you know flow it has to happen in a flow mm. so this is uh, something uh, for any program manager this is a must to have that active listening and also it is not a one way from team also you have to listen so if a team is facing some challenges if they have some deliverables uh, by 15th of july and if they are not able to deliver it then they will come back to you and say in a patient way you have to listen without getting you know aggressive that no no you have to deliver it no no so you you first understand that what they are saying why they are saying and then you act, uh, i mean in a good way you go and inform the management just don't take that information communicate back to the management that 15 july deliverable is getting delayed because of so and so reason whether it is impacting the critical path not impacting the critical path that also you know that's where strategic thinking comes in picture that uh, a person who has uh, understood the problem will evaluate the situation and strategically they will inform the management as well hmm. i mean nice. in a way that you know everybody is aligned and yeah. uh, nobody is getting affected because of uh, the issue that teams are facing right And, and a while ago you mentioned about this um, interpersonal skills so i'm curious yeah. okay if you and it would be great if you could provide some examples of how your interpersonal skills have helped you build strong relationships with stakeholders and team members because i'll tell you based on my observation in case if you are maintaining good rapport with your stakeholders and and are able to meet or exceed their expectations and every time they move to a new role or if they work on a new project they want you to be the project or the program manager there, right likewise yeah. these kind of relations go a long way and do you want to share yeah. any of your examples how you successfully leverage your interpersonal skills yes definitely i think uh, see uh, when i started as a program manager first thing i did uh, as a pm is i built the rapport at least from uh, from each team one person and i understood how the process works and understand how what a person on daily basis is going through if they have certain challenges just to understand team in a better way that helped me in a long run uh, understanding the team better so um, i think that's where the emotional intelligence piece comes in that you understand the team you know uh, you inform the team that uh, you, you know team i am there in this situation for example i'll tell you the covid situation where most of the people since we work in a pharma company we were allowed to work at the plant so people were going in the plant and there were certain uh, passes allotted 
but then everybody had their own issues getting things done uh, supporting them in a way that the work is not getting impacted but they are getting everything uh, all the support that is required so being there with them be it on telephone call so my i keep telling my team as well that you can call me any time if there are issues i am reachable even at 11:30 in the night 12 o'clock or morning 5:30 i have spoken to the cross functional teams morning 5:30 as well if i have to take some senior people on the call i have taken people to resolve certain issues because you can't stop the plant if something is running until the issue is sorted out you can't stop right because there there are other things that is planned and that that keeps moving so you have to continue so i keep telling so that's that kind of a rapport i have i had built with the teams that anything that happens please reach me out don't keep it to yourself so what happens in cross functional team most of the times because they are not reporting to me certain uh, situations it gets reported to their managers and uh, they try to resolve it by themselves most of the people they try to resolve it by themselves um they will definitely they are the people who will resolve it but then it needs to be communicated also if there is certain issue uh, that needs to be communicated uh, and uh, pm should be involved is what yeah. i feel um, mm. that you know uh, if certain things because on as i mentioned the larger picture critical path so uh, if the pm is not involved they will the person who is doing one particular activity they will not understand how the domino effect will happen right uh, to the next set of activities yeah. so that's why i and that communication will not happen without the trust if mm-hmm. the person is trusting you then only they will inform you so building the trust with open communication is extremely important when you are dealing with cross functional teams i i concur with you and at times uh, if you have good rapport they do not follow that the hierarchy or maybe the yeah. formal procedure and things will happen just like that because out of your personal relation uh, with those yes. guys and personal rapport with those guys right perfect yeah now now let's talk about the conflicts part like how do you handle conflicts or disagreements within a program team and what strategies do you employ uh, to ensure that there are positive outcomes for when it comes to conflict uh, as i informed when we have different teams different temperaments it's like dealing with joint family i was born and brought up in a joint family and how you deal in certain situations the different hierarchies are there different level of temperament are there different people are there they have emotions so dealing with that first keeping the calm in the room is important then uh, requesting each member that please calm down we will have we will have some options discussed then we will decide best option so i think uh, when you start uh, talking that okay i heard but first we will understand what happened what went wrong for example if something uh, happens uh, when cross functional deliverable is there something something wrong happens then everybody start putting blame on each other yeah. right so how to resolve that issue that time you have to bring everybody to same room understand what went wrong mm-hmm. and then decide okay which which way to go understand the options if you know and then take it forward mm-hmm. i'm i'm sure i mean you also might have seen that you know uh, when people are coming together and stop blaming and start discussing that's when conflict start you know resolving yeah i i've seen uh, a lot of these kind of things and uh, the way we have to handle uh, again based on my experiences 
you have to always work in the interest of the organization and in the interest of the project or the program success because the moment somebody worries about credit okay i am doing this and somebody else is getting credit then that, that's where um, uh, there is a potential for conflicts to arise so it is always yeah. better to have that open and candid or transparent communication as you mentioned and make sure mm-hmm. that we don't step on each other's shoes and have that uh, camaraderie established then we can definitely do wonders it's always like that uh, chakde india pehle desh ke liye khelo so first think about the organization right. then think about the team then mm-hmm. think about yourself it's right. always yeah. like that yeah now now comes my question on the leadership on the leadership like can you share an experience where your leadership your leadership skills were instrumental in driving the success of the program see one of i'll tell you the two key skills uh, that i feel uh, that is uh, always dominant in me is one is the strategic thinking the other is the coaching mm-hmm. so whenever i have uh, i prepare a plan i ensure that everybody in the cross functional team is you know aware about what we are thinking uh, the flow of the work how we are doing it scope needs to be defined everything needs to be crystal clear so not only the Uh, spocks the uh, primary contact but actual execution teams also gets coached in weekly meetings or at least uh, i ensure that you know some workshops are done so that people are uh, at same uh, uh, you know level uh, in terms of understanding uh, overall program so if you see a program it uh, in uh, at least uh, uh, pharmaceutical uh, drug development or uh, to be precise biologics development it runs for 5 years 7 years it starts from uh, uh, the cell banks to the launch it takes almost 7 years good 7 <laughs> years wow. or so Jeez. so keeping that momentum sometimes there are downs sometimes so sometimes we achieve the milestone sometimes there are failures in development so dealing those situations and uh, starting some things from the scratch coming back to white board and keeping that momentum and keeping the teams motivated i think uh, that helps uh, for uh, that helps any program manager uh, to succeed and that helped me as well mm-hmm. that uh, keeping the teams motivated and everybody uh, if you see they want the information that what is happening at top level that doesn't get percolated to the down uh, execution teams so Uh, not everything is confidential confidential information should be confidential but the execution strategy the simple technical things uh, how we are doing it why we are doing it these are simple things uh, for any technical person to know so this should be communicated in a cross functional team so that everybody is motivated wow we are doing this we are doing mm. this excellent molecule you know mm. this molecule will help uh, people in getting the cost effective medicine uh it's a world class medicine so these things help uh, teams in a longer way yeah. yeah i think you're selling the vision in terms of okay what happens if we succeed in this project we'll be standing yeah. tall exactly. and this is how we'll be making difference i think yeah that makes sense that's where the communication plays an important role that first yeah. understand the company's vision and then communicate it to the team that why you are doing this particular development work Mm. even an hplc person should know that why he is doing that hplc work i mean in a lab hplc <laughs> it's uh, one of the instrument that we use for quality testing 
ஒப்பர்ச்சுனிட்டி and uh, team members who have been working right if if the change happens once or twice it is okay but if the change happens frequently then they will be bombarded right so how do we help the team to adapt to the new circumstances especially when the new program manager takes over and they might come up with a different strategy altogether so uh, first if the program manager is new he or she should understand that they are new it is like you are getting married in a new family and the person should understand i am a woman and i know <laughs> so i am saying so uh, they should understand that they are new and they have to put efforts to understand the team and mm. to understand the way of working mm. uh, what previous manager has done first if they understand that then the scope of improvement or change will definitely uh, help for example i'll tell you the previous mm. manager was conducting daily one meeting for 15 minutes okay mm. this person is saying no i cannot do it but then the people who are uh, working they're habituated of this 15 minutes connect right so they want to connect on a regular basis so this person has to first understand join some calls and say that okay this daily calls are not effective so rather than let's meet on a weekly basis something like that it navigating through is again it depends on uh, if the program manager is joining he or she has to put the efforts but if the new person is joining then it's uh, not only program manager but the entire cross functional team has to put the efforts to you know uh, make the person familiarize with overall concepts what we are doing and the overall uh, program uh, idea yeah so we are in the world of artificial intelligence but um, emotional intelligence takes or plays a critical role so this question is more yeah. on the importance of emotional intelligence in the program management and how it impacts our decision making process again it depends on which situation we are uh, taking the decision so i'll uh, come to the decision making a uh, little later a uh, simple simple uh, things uh, emotional intelligence helps right uh, when we were discussing initially uh, regarding the deliverables i was saying that uh, a person should understand that you know this person is coming and informing you some information the trust is not getting uh, disturbed but the communication is going uh, in a way that it should go so emotional intelligence plays an important role that the trust is not broken but the communication is flowing to the management mm-hmm. so uh, and not only there uh for example a person has some family uh, emergency or something but the person is committed you have to take a call that whether the person should work from home from uh, some other place and uh, st- continue to the work or the person should be in office so those kind of a decision i think uh, it depends on the situation but that's where the emotional intelligence will help any manager not only the program manager but any people manager that the person uh, how to treat the situation uh, in a way that relations are not getting impacted mm. and uh, this has been great conversation let's uh, add some more spice to the episode i'm going to 
kick off the second rapid fire round all you have to do is answer crisply to the interesting questions that i'm going to bring up if you are ready let's get started uh all right <laughs> okay here comes the first bullet if you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it what would it say life is beautiful so powerful and if you were to leave somebody else's life who would you choose i would choose sudha murthy and can you describe yourself in just one word optimistic what is the weirdest thing that you have done nothing i am very uh, choosy person when it comes to eating and i i don't take risk when it comes to eating <laughs> fair enough just like me okay and then uh, any secret that you would like to share with our audience i think secrets are kept <laughs> meant to be kept secret <laughs> i okay. don't know any secret okay then here comes the bonus question like if you win a 1 billion dollar lottery what would you do with that money i think i would invest in an industry which uh, would which would impact human society in a better way or in a positive way and mm-hmm. i would consider the larger population mm-hmm. uh, not just the cherry picking but mm-hmm. uh, i really want to you know contribute where i can create a bigger impact on on this earth till i'm alive so <laughs> <laughs> super and i uh, honestly and genuinely wish you win 1 million dollar class and that brings Thank me you. to the yeah that brings me to the last question out of rapid fire round and what will be the fantasy gadget or a technology gadget or an electronic gadget that you like to see or invent yourself trust me from the time i started working or uh, from uh, e- even my early age i am a person who was uh, always in a fantasy world okay and i always felt that technology will can help me in getting those things done for example this uh, microsoft uh, office tools the audio to uh, translation or yeah. the lit- transliteration the typing world so it as soon as i used to think that if i say something it gets typed it help me so much so i used to fantasize those kind of things now i see those things coming alive the automatic cars i don't have to drive but i just sit and then it drops me where i want to draw so similarly today i mean this is something uh, i had seen in actual my dream that a microwave uh, if i set up some things i i program a recipe there if i type a recipe there my mom's recipe i put everything in that it gives me the exact same taste that my mom used to make so some something like that a dream for everyone <laughs> so no i i am foodie and uh, as i said i'm uh, cherry picking uh, when it comes to foodie and uh, i don't take risk so uh, i love uh, what my mom used to cook uh, unfortunately she is not around uh, we lost her a few years back but today i feel that if i can i cannot cook the food uh, how she used to cook mm. uh, she was the best chef you know mm. around us so i feel that she had written recipes a lot mm. of recipes so i feel that if i you know just scan those recipes and put everything together uh, in the measurements that she has given and just it it gives me the res- you know the dish ready made dish awesome i i loved it and uh, with that let's flip back to the mainstream and what will be your advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers so uh big doesn't happen overnight uh you have to put a uh, lot of commitment hard work and don't worry about the path um, just go 
ahead with the flow and sometimes the path gets carved or be so much intellectual that don't uh, create your own path so i always tell most of the graduates or the 12th standard uh, students recently so many 12th uh, standard kids they got the results and they were asking which field to choose which will give me the bigger uh, better career options so i just say that you know you start first choose the subjects which are easy for you mm. just because everybody is doing engineering don't go for engineering yeah. just because everybody is doing biotech don't go for biotech choose the subjects which are easy for you perform well in those subjects and start the career you can navigate any time in your career you can carve your own path i wanted to be a doctor but today i am <laughs> into completely different team i work with a doctor and i respect but then i feel i this, this is the best career for me because i am a person who brings the synergy into the team and mm-hmm. i feel maybe that's the reason i i couldn't become a doctor and i'm i landed here somehow with some different paths i landed here mm-hmm. and i love to continue this uh, path but Super. that's what so everybody everyone's career is different everyone's life is different carving it at the right time is important i think uh, you have violated one key point in terms of avoiding that third mentality and uh, maybe mimicking somebody else's career path rather I, i think that may not work right mimicking somebody else's path and we have to choose our own path and uh, get into something which works best for us and sometimes as you said that you initially wanted to be a doctor but you ended up a, being a program manager right it, if it is in our destiny and later on also you still are maintaining that positive and optimistic mindset and you are trying to connect those dots right that, that is also essentially time Yeah, I'm still trying to connect those dots. Okay. Got it. And um, yeah, before I let you go, how is your experience being hosted on the Guiding Voice? Excellent. And uh, trust me, I admire your humbleness, your uh, patience and resilience. I honestly admire you for uh, <laughs> uh, you know these key uh, skills that you have. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that is uh, very much essential. in in this field because uh, i i get an opportunity to speak to people from different countries different domains and everybody is different and um, i i'm getting patient by day that's what i can say but yeah thank you so much uh, for the kind words and also thank you so much for being part of the uh, journey i really appreciate all the wonderful insights that you have shared and also the wonderful time that you have spent on the show and really looking forward to many more uh, uh, sessions in future and on that note again thank you once again deepika thanks for uh, proposing thanks seen as a guest and uh, thank you deepika for suggesting me to you know connect with navin and it's excellent to connect with navin and you uh, showcase or inform the audience my ideas and some mantras of program management some tips Uh, through this uh, guiding voice channel all right so thank you so much and uh, friends that was our episode with thaisin uh, rana and before we move into the trivia section here is a request you please subscribe to us in case if you haven't done already also if you have loved this uh, episode and found the conversation useful please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice thanks for your advice now let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode I think we had a wonderful conversation with Tahsin on the soft skills and other skills that are required for program managers. And I thought I would present you some information about program management certification. 
you know, the PGMP, right, which stands for Program Management Professional. Uh, PGMP certification is a globally recognized credential for program managers and it is offered by the PMI, uh, the Project Management Institute, which is a leading professional association for project management apart from Princeton. And uh, the PGMP certification is designed for experienced program managers who have a proven track record of managing multiple related projects and achieving strategic objectives. And you know, the eligibility for the PGMP certification, candidates must have a minimum of uh, four years of uh, project management experience and four years of uh, program management experience along with a secondary degree or six years of uh, project management experience and six years of program management experience with a four-year degree. And last but not the least, many a times people opt for PMP first and then go for PGMP and then embark on uh, PFMP, which is Portfolio Management Professionals. And we have done an interview on uh, PMP-related certifications with uh, PS Sinivasan Pavanasan. And you can check out this episode. I'm going to publish the details of that episode in the show notes or the description. And I think it would be extremely helpful for you. And uh, I'm also curious uh, about program management because I've been in this profession for quite a long time. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And folks, in case if you have any best practices related to program management, be it from the project or program management perspective or from the soft skill perspective, please uh, feel free to share your thoughts as well as comments if you are watching it on YouTube or if you have found this episode on a social media platform, leave your comments there. I would be happy to review them and also adapt them as a best practice. And thank you so much for tuning in. Do not forget to share your topic recommendations or guest speaker suggestions either through social media or you can email me at theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com. I'm your host, Ravin Samala, a fellow professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live through the conversations that matter and conversations that add value to life and to your career. Thank you so much. And until next time, bye. Until next time, bye-bye. See you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest. Take care.